Are you there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast. We are here to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? We started this podcast to dispel the rumor that good girls go bad. Sometimes they go sad, but mostly we go wherever we want to go. So we're here to unpack our religious drama together. And that's right, we did say drama because, as we all know, the best parts of religion are performative. Just a reminder, as always, we're not here to bash. We are just here to bond. Um, yes, everybody give it up for Carson Molnarik. I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again with confidence. Carson Molnarik. Yes. Give perfect. it up for Carson Molnarik, who is a writer for MTV and a stand-up comedian, and also, like, close personal friend. And we're so excited that he's here in my, once again, on-air-conditioned apartment. If anyone wants to sponsor us, we'd love a studio. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Banter's hard, so I'm glad we can just get hard. right into Banter's it. Banter's hard. We're so glad you're here. We, we'll give some, we'll give a little backstory on how we know you. Um, we took a Zoom pilot writing class yes. together. 2020. Yes. Yeah. So I've read Carson's pilot. It's very funny. Lots of good little pop culture references sprinkled throughout. We love to see it. I never got to read it. Because you, you guys were, you guys were oh, the yeah, same group, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we were. We should all exchange pilots. If anybody else is listening, we all have pilots. <laughs> we can send you those too. <laughs> yes, I mean, they're ready to be seen, probably. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I just did another spell check round on it, and somehow I, no matter how hard I try, I still spelled every word in that godforsaken document wrong. Isn't I'm, that funny? Because it's like it has a spell check built in, and I'm like, <laughs> how did I? <laughs> you know, isn't that funny? Because you shouldn't be that bad at spelling. <laughs> You're a woman with a degree. Um, a degree in fashion. So I'm the opposite of Elle Woods. Like, happy to be dumb. I'm, I'm not dumb. Okay, we gotta You're keep not dumb. We gotta so not on. dumb. I'm not dumb. Uh, we also, so we've been to your show. It was super fun. Would Two you days, like one night. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you, the owner of the show, like to tell us <laughs> about yeah, your show? Yeah, yeah. I run a, um, a woman and LGBTQ plus comedian stand-up comedy show we also do an open mic in new york city that's called two gays one mic and it's a lot of fun a little raunchier than good girls gone sad <laughs> i've also been to good girls gone sad the live version you guys are listening and in the city you have to check it out uh, a little raunchier but it's still just as fun the goofy. bar for raunchier is quite low <laughs> <laughs> no truly i went to um i was just at a comedy festival and there was like feedback from industry people and she goes I don't think you're ready for the MGM Grand is what this lady booked. And I was like, you know what? I agree. And she goes, but keep your act clean. Like, I always need clean female comics. And I was like, I say penis and fuck. And she goes, that is clean. Yeah, That's oh, yeah. clean. And really? I was like, oh, yeah. Interesting. I think, I don't think I could say fuck that much because I bet I like say it as a joke that I don't want to say it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But the way you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, apparently we're clean comedians. Congrats to us. I am well aware of that. I'm a comedian. I say one curse word and then I say that was my curse word hey, for, for the, the night. <laughs> you guys are built in for PG-13. You, know, you get yeah, like the one swear. Once again, Mindy Kaling, contact us. <laughs> Honestly. I was watching all of Never Have I Ever today. We were just talking about it. It's so good. I watched the whole third season in one I, day. I need to watch it. I'm obsessed with that show, but I also, I'm like... I feel physically addicted to Love Island right now. <laughs> I can't stop, like, my body, like, I feel like I woke up thinking, like, when can we start watching Love Island? And then Michael, like, rolls over and he's like, 
scandal we live together. Uh, <laughs> he's like, do you want to watch Love Island? And I was like, yes. And I like, I'm not watching TikTok anymore. Like, I'm not doing anything but watching Love Island. It's your screen so time bad. is zero on your phone, but a hundred <laughs> on your television. They're like, wow, you haven't been on Instagram in three weeks. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, they produce a show a night, and I'm starting it late, so I have to watch eight. You're trying to get it before the finale. Uh, well, no, the finale already happened, oh, and I know okay. who wins, and still, I'm like, to- I thought it was gonna ruin it for me, but I'm like, still, even The thing more about Love Island in. is, the winner doesn't matter literally at all. No. Because no. it's not like they're competing, really, they just, like, are still there. The fact that there is a winner is such a bizarre concept, but it's fine. It are is you, weird. Are you watching UK or US? UK. Okay. I'm watching the one that, like, just ended. Okay. Is have the US you... worth watching? I haven't watched the US, but I, I was wondering, have you started not... picking up their Britishisms? Yes. Like, are you calling people babe and love and... Well, I, I said cheeky, like, four times <laughs> in a work setting the other day, which is funny, because, like, it was the perfect word to describe what I was trying to say, because we're talking about, like, how brands should, like, come across on TikTok, I work in social media, yeah. um, and so we're, like, I don't know, like, I was saying something, like, I like this because it's not, like rude but it's like just a little cheeky and then I was like that actually is the accurate word Mm -hmm. and I just didn't have it in my arsenal until now and then earlier I was saying something and I was like well it wasn't meant to sound like that and I was like I'm not meant to (laughs) (laughs) I was like I kind of like that though like I don't know I also really like the the banter like yeah he has good banter Mm -hmm. because it's like you've all like everyone's been on a date where you're like bad banter or great banter. banter but it's funny when they say it's great banter it's literally both of them talking about like socks like, yeah. it, like, I think they I've never listened to a conversation been like I learned something from that and that's that has nothing to do with the people on Love Island like I just I'm happy for them but well apparently they're like not allowed to talk about certain stuff oh so, like, there's a whole I saw this TikTok of somebody on the US one and I assume they have the same rules I don't know but like they have like all this whole thing like you're not really supposed to talk about previous relationships or so like anything that you would talk about on a date like pop culture whatever like you can literally talk about like what's happening inside the house which is why they're just like oh. unpacking everything they say to each other with different groups of people because they're bored out of their minds <laughs> they seem so bored did you know they have an off day did you hear about that no is there's that like, when they get their nails there's done? like a day oh, that they don't sense. film yeah and they get like their laundry sent out and they apparently just, like, all swim in the pool, but they can't talk to each other. So it's called, like, being on ice in reality shows. Like, if you're filming a reality show, it's called being on ice when basically the cameras aren't rolling, but they have one day a week that the cameras aren't rolling. And I wonder if that's, like, literally, like, an OSHA thing or something. Like, not OSHA. I'm sure there's, they have no rights, but... Um, <laughs> What's OSHA? Um, that is the... It, it's, like, a health and safety... Organization mm-hmm. of health and safety kind of thing. So... I don't know. It's like union rules. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. So like they have to get a day off. Yeah, like they they because they yeah. can't work. Um, that well, that's long. good. Well, we've been talking a lot about their nails because <laughs> I'm like, well, because the hair like you'll see the boys like cutting each other's hair and stuff, but then sometimes they'll come with like a fresh fade, and I'm like, this was done professionally, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't know what house. they all do for a living. So maybe someone is a barber in there. I don't know, but and then the girls like, I don't know. You see some of their highlights like, growing out. But, like, Tasha, I think, is a natural blonde. That's what I'm taking away from this season, because she is still just as blonde as she was in the beginning. Does anybody watch F-Boy Island? I watched one episode and then was like, I have to finish this season of Love Island, so I'll probably <laughs> watch the next episode in three years. <laughs> I, I started it. I do like a, I the don't, premise. I think I like the premise. I don't know. Everyone's like, you have to get past the first two episodes, and I'm like, I'm not getting past them, though. I was just going to say that one girl that has pink hair, the lead with the pink hair in oh, season yeah. two, how does she maintain that? 
No that's, showers, that's the whole I question. guess. I don't know. That's, that's a the good whole question. question. Is how she maintained that pink ass hair. Well, usually as the lead, well, at least on The Bachelor, the lead gets, like, beauty stuff. Hair and makeup. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, they get horrible stylists. I hate that guy. Oh, he's so bad. I can't even remember his name. I think he's keeping leather jackets personally business. Okay. Should we... Yeah. I, I just have one more thing to say and then we should talk about Carson is that the thing that I do like about Love Island and the one episode of F-Boy F-Boy Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both islands, okay. Also the fact, <laughs> that, like, also the fact it's on HBO Max and they, they genuinely call F-boy. it F-Boy Island I'm like, just say fuckboy. Yeah. Ugh. Streamer rules. Yeah, you can go off. Mm-hmm. Well anyway, the thing that I like about both of those shows is that the the host is like with you like on the bachelor the host like has to be like i buy into this yeah this is for love you're gonna get married and then on love island and f-boy island they're like yeah no we get what this is we get what you're thinking <laughs> we're gonna say it too like yeah. we're gonna talk shit about the contestants like we're gonna do all that which well, you I know appreciate. the the narrator and the host are married wait on love island uk the comedian guy and, and is married to the blonde lady. Wow, I did not know that. But I will say when I looked him up, I had He's been a lot hotter than you think, yeah. Okay, I had been picturing, um, did y'all ever watch, like, the One Direction, um, auditions for X Factor or, like, any other yeah. X Factor? I went through a phase, so I've seen them all. But <laughs> those two, like, Irish guys, and maybe they're Scottish- don't at me, but the two, there's, like, two guys, and one of them's taller and the other one's shorter, and they, like, have the same energy They do the Ian Nick Cannon Sterling. part? Yes. They're, like, the hosts. Yeah. Backstage and they the have wings. this, and I think maybe one of them was, like, a great British Bake Off host. Sure. Unless I'm just, like, totally assuming all British people are the same, which is entirely possible. <laughs> Every British comedian is the same person to me. But, anyway, I was picturing one of them. And then when I looked him up, I was like, wait, no, this guy's, like, young and hot. <laughs> that is not what I expected. We talked like this! He's like, the man sells fish! <laughs> <laughs> not, like, a hundred times, and I just literally was like, this has to be a dad. Like, these are... But <laughs> also, I'm sounds. like, I want to get hired to tell dad jokes over yes. and over Oh, yeah. Again. Anyway. Ugh. It's such a... must be such a good gig. Okay, before we transition, I'm sorry, yes. I just had to ask this. No, please do. Becca, do you think your fiancé is fit? Do I think he's fit? I think he's he's proper fit. He has good chat. Um, I'm like, what are he does run a lot? Like he's he actually is definitely physically fit. (laughs) He does run a lot. Yeah, and he cooks. He's the total package. He He builds stuff. He brings me drinks in the morning. (laughs) He would absolutely be a scaffolder. What's a scaffolder? The people who make scaffolding. There was a whole season where a girl dated a scaffolder, and she was like. My ex was a scaffolder, so I don't know if I can be with another <laughs> scaffolder. scaffolder. And that was like the whole drama set. She's like, I know all of you lot are the same. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, I don't have any scaffolding um, knowledge. <laughs> no, no scaffolding baggage. <laughs> no scaffolding baggage. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yes, I think he's proper fit. Okay, well, I think that we can just, you know, transition right into the reality show that is our lives. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. good segue. Thank you. Um, so, Carson, would you like to tell us what your good girl origin story is? Yeah, my good girl origin story. So, critics are debating right now whether I'm still a good girl or not. Uh-huh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely have been a good girl. My senior yearbook quote, you get a quote in your yearbook, yes. was literally be nice and people will like you. 
And I thought that was so good at the time. Now I'm like, what? A Very name for validation. <laughs> yeah. Was that a quote from somebody else or a quote from you? No. You just... we, we didn't have to attribute it, but it was something I made up. <laughs> because I think that should be on a teacher. Yeah. Be... And I think we could collab. Be, yeah. We could have a two gays, one mic, good girls gone sad. Merch collaboration. Merch collab. Absolutely. Nice people like you. Be nice people like you. So that was a big dogma for me uh-huh. going through high school and grade school. Um, Where are you from originally? I'm from Arizona originally. Okay. Okay. So I was in student government. I was in drama. I was just really wanted to be a nice boy. I think Mm -hmm. that's something I was told at a young age. And so I just kind of went along with that. Uh, Also, my supreme, if you will, was always, well, the Lord and Savior, of course, but uh, Taylor Swift, who's yes. such mm-hmm. a good girl. I don't know if you guys have brought her oh, up on we here, have. but... We dream have guests. Dream <laughs> guests. <laughs> that truly, um, yeah, we decided today, she's our dream guest. Um, when we said the game was tailored to you... Okay. <laughs> My brand is strong. Your, your brand <laughs> is very strong. Um, also, the game basically wrote itself. Becca's also a big Swifty. Okay, yes. perfect. So um, I was like, oh, send over some stuff. And it was like, she, I literally like went to the bathroom, came back, and I was 75 texts. And I was like, all right, good. <laughs> all good. Is. I couldn't stop. You couldn't I couldn't stop. control myself. Um, we'll get to it later. I don't want to spoil too yeah. much. Um, but funny, my favorite Taylor Swift story. Did you did you ever know what Brio Mag was? I brought this up before. I don't think so. So, so Brio Mag know. is a, like... Christian, te- it's for a focus on the family publication. Okay. If you know about I know, them, yeah, we yes, know, we know. Um, and so there was like a Q and A in the back. It's like a girls' magazine about growing up. So it's basically um, don't look a man in the eyes and cover your shoulders. That was pretty much most of it. Then it was like, but also wear lip gloss and here's some lip glosses we like, yeah. you know. Um, but there was a Q and A section that you could write in. And when Taylor Swift's debut album came out, someone wrote in, like, I really like Taylor Swift. Is it okay to like her? And they go, no. She talks on the phone and her parents don't know and she slams doors. That is disobeying. Oh, my gosh. So I felt naughty listening to her because I took Brio Mag to heart. Like, this but is she, but me, but she was also the ultimate good girl. She was. I think it was maybe Speak Now or something. Need to Breathe opened up for her once, and I think oh, they're yeah. a Christian band. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Big Need to Oh something beautiful. I just really remember being like, that's gonna be my wedding song, and it's like a and it good will. song, but it's not gonna be my <laughs> wedding song. But yeah, I, like playlist. my status was always like, hey now, consume me like the fire or like whatever that <laughs> phrase was. And now I'm like, oh, he's talking about God and I was talking about boys. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, how did you like, how were you introduced to Taylor? Yeah. Uh, so growing up in Arizona, country music was really big. I think that was also part of my religious mm-hmm. undertones and everything. And so I went to a Brad Paisley concert because I... Really wanted to see Kelly Pickler. She was on American Idol. Again, mm-hmm, a nice, mm-hmm. godly, blonde yes. woman. Mm-hmm. From North Carolina. From North Carolina. Oh. Albemarle. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. <laughs> um, and before Kelly Pickler went on, Taylor Swift went on. She's like, I'm just this 16-year-old girl. Like, I should be in math class. I'm going to sing these songs about boys. And I was just enamored. And I was like 2007. She so had, you like, did not know who she up. was until you saw her in person. Wow. So no yeah. one brought her up to you. Like, you found her or so organically, so that's probably another reason that you feel so strongly connected yeah, to her. Yeah, 100%. I think there's, like, as somebody who was also there from the beginning, <laughs> I feel like there's, like, a, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm better than everyone else. A I'm like, you found superiority. her. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you found her in red. Um, <laughs> well, some of us have gone through several genres, and I just, like, my, I guess I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade, and my friend Savannah got us all a Taylor Swift album because she had seen her 
maybe at the Brad and he was like, or yeah. George Strait. Like one of those. One of the country men yeah. to worst. Because she was like the opener, opener, opener for like mm-hmm. all those people. And she gave us the album and I remember listening to it and just like being like, this is the saddest I've ever felt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I feel so deeply and I don't enjoy feeling deeply. And she's like tapping into emotions that I'm like, what is happening? Right. And then I, I was kind of off it for a while and then I got back on it. Like, like I kind of, like, slowly got in. Like, our song, I was like, okay, they can get on board with that. Cold mm-hmm. as you. Like, I can imagine somebody cheating on me yeah. and being mad at them. Like, all of that. And then all of a sudden, I was, was hooked. Picture to Burn was my ringtone for, like, three years. Oh, yeah. That, that it was went from one. It went from Picture to Burn to Fabulous. Can you imagine? Fabulous from High School Musical. High School too, okay. yes. <laughs> the nuance. Yes, I'm, I'm, I am who I am. But I, I really, I had her first album because someone burned it onto a CD for me. Mm-hmm. Just another CD to burn. <laughs> um, and then I only listened to that. I like didn't know there was other music. So just... And then I moved here and all of my friends were obsessed with Taylor Swift. She's had a run renaissance like, an absolute for sure. renaissance, yeah. And then the drama was, but I remember being like, spelling is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that, some mistakes that we made don't me, talk I about. Like, I was like, I had a really hard time that because I like <laughs> it was tough to, it was like, a journey for you you know how like you have like family members and you're like I can talk bad about you but you can't talk bad oh, about yeah. them like that's how I felt when that came out <laughs> and I was like yeah no I too hate it <laughs> but also she is my girl and I feel like I don't know like discovering her in like middle school age and then like growing up with her and being like like 15 I remember really got to me because I was like wow, I totally know this experience of, like, you just, like, want something so badly, and then your friends are, like, moving way too fast, and, like, (laughs) I just, I feel like I was, like, on her same page, even though she was three years older than me. (laughs) It was, like, an aspirational growing up, like, oh my gosh, I want to feel, I want a girlfriend so our song can be our song. Yeah, the coach of music stars coach the aspirational brand i realized that was a weird what? one to pick oh yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> it's like the... aspirational it's like coach at least where i was was like the aspirational aspirational but attainable brand it's like a marketing term oh yeah yeah, yeah. but i realized i said coach like you guys would oh, know i meant coach with the, a capital c with the, yeah yes. yes i thought you meant like you would be the coach of the aspirational <laughs> brand like, i realized on the x like you're the simon cow <laughs> no i realized that was not the best one to pick michael but Forbes. it feels right Yes. No, Michael Kors... Well, it's like, itself. We could go into that. Oh, well, I was going to say, Coach was, like, always very wholesome. Literally started out as a leather, like, a baseball glove company. Um, that's, hence the name. Hence the that. name. I didn't either. No. Oh, no, no. The coach is a coach. Like, um, horse-driven coach. But surely the baseball had to... They were, like, double on top? Did <laughs> um... So I feel like that's very all-American, very Taylor Swift. Yeah. And to me, Michael Kors is like, pussycat dolls. <laughs> okay. Do you see it? Where does yeah. Kate Spade fit into all of this? Oh, Kate Spade is Katy Perry. Okay. A little quirky, not... a little novelty. Huh. West Coast-ish. Yeah. 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 I see that. Okay. She's Rachel Brosnahan's aunt. Did you know that? She was no, Rachel Brosnahan's aunt. Rachel Brosnahan, famously, famously not, not Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> yes. Good, we brought it back to religion. I was nervous there for a second. <laughs> it's cyclical. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, bringing back the religion and Taylor Swift of it all, like, I feel like she was so, like, vaguely religious yes. that she appealed to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, like, my friends were very into, like, 
religion and stuff, and so she didn't feel, like, too far from that, but then also she was never, like, other than on the Christmas album, which we can talk about. Yes. Like, <laughs> other than on the Christmas album, she wasn't, like, overtly talking about Jesus or anything, ever. It feels like it was values-based more than, like, beliefs-based, you yeah. know what I mean? And it was, like, when there was, like, all the pussycat dolls of the world, she was, like, a very grounded, like, real... Right, and it's, yeah. like, that... Teens are not actually... I, especially, was not having the pussycat dolls experience. Yeah. I was very much having the... Um, I mean, not the pickup truck experience either. Um, although it wasn't Indiana, you would think. It was more like a 2002 Toyota Corolla kind Sonic of experience. Drive through Sonic drive-through night. Sonic drive-through. Sonic drive-through. I <laughs> had so many breakups. I literally had three relationships start and two end at Sonic. Like, that is wow. Not, that is not a lie. We need to get into a Sonic car commercial. Where they really just sit do. in the car and chat. Because that's Think us. Slurpees. I literally texted her the other day, um... She had sent me this, like, long thing, and I completely forgot to respond because I was intoxicated. And the next morning, I went to text her, I really want Sonic. And I was like, oh, I really want Sonic. And also, <laughs> I'm going to respond <laughs> to all this you have to say. I was like, sorry I'm responding so late. I'm only here because I was going to tell you I really wanted Sonic, which we can't have. Just imagine, like, if this conversation were happening over Diet Cherry Limeade slushies. Is that... That's my drink Your go-to? Do you, did you have a Sonic drink of choice? Yeah, I really liked Ocean Water. I, the blue one. I liked yeah. it because it was so like like what is it? You know what I mean? Flavor. Power. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but it was like, oh, ocean water. You don't know about ocean water. That's like I would always get the secret menu menu at Jamba Juice. Was this an experience other people had? I didn't know they had a secret menu. Yeah, it's I like a very public secret menu. I would only get it when I was in California, they didn't have it in Indiana. I actually almost went to Northwestern because there was a Jamba Juice on campus. Incredible reason to go to a very good school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah, they, they, had a, they had a Burger King. <laughs> um, I was like, Big Ten plus drama juice, I'm in. It's it. I didn't That's actually it. end up applying because I didn't have a business school. And the business schools were so important to me. Look at me now. Um, but, oh, mine is a cranberry, like carbonated cranberry. I don't know the term for that, with real strawberry pieces. Oh, the real strawberries again. The real, changer. the real, yeah. and they're not strawberry pieces. They're real strawberry pieces. Real strawberry pieces. Yeah. So important to me. I wow. would drink half on the way home, and then I put vodka in it once you got. I was back gonna to say the, that's like vodka crayon. A vodka crayon. But make it yeah. Sonic. Yeah. Well, we had like all the cool people at my high school would go to Sonic. And then I wonder this was in. Oh, you know this was in college. I did not um, go to Sonic in high school. I, I wasn't drinking in high school. I wanted. I don't hey. want to betray my grandma. <laughs> I want to be clear that you can go to Sonic and not drink. I was going to say, well, yeah. <laughs> have a I, good time. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Everybody, everybody from my high school went to Sonic, and you would, like, if you were cool, you went and got Sonic, and then you would, like, put alcohol in it and go to the football games, which, obviously, I didn't do that part. And But, like, we would just go and, like, sit in the Sonic parking lot. And my sister's friends would go and, like, go to the playground and hang out. We did not do that. We sat in our cars. We would get, take several cars, and then we would all pile into one person's yes. car. Yes. And just, like, have, like, mozzarella sticks and milkshakes and just sit there for hours and hours. Yeah, listen to music. So pure. We snuck, <laughs> Sing along to Taylor Swift. We'd sing along yeah, to Taylor Swift. literally. We would sneak big containers of soda into the football games and, like, a little bag. KFC sold, like, a bucket drink. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the cool kids were putting in, like, alcohol or whatever. But we were like, no, we just want this much Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we don't want to have to pay for it. I just love a beverage. <laughs> I want to regulate my bodily functions. Is that what you guys would use Dr. Pepper for? Yeah. When you were younger? Did you no. not? Did your parents not give you Dr. Pepper to make you poop? Okay. No. no. 
because it has prune juice in it, and it always makes me poo. It that's has one of the twenty-three juice? flavors. Yes, it has prune juice in <gasps> no. it. No, yeah. that's horrifying. But a diet Dr Pepper, still to this day. Future Sid here. Turns out there is no prune juice in Dr Pepper, so they were right to be horrified. I just did a little bit of research, but I don't think that I'm alone in the fact that my parents would use it to make me go to the bathroom as a little kid. So if this was your case too, will you please call? in and let me know that this was also your fate okay thank you so much back to carson we yeah we just like were force fed fiber one bars oh my mom is obsessed for dessert fiber one fiber one bars for dessert uh that was like a thing in my household i don't think we had them for dessert speaking of important movements in your life oh yeah let's get back to your religious experience yeah well my religious experience very connected to my bowel movements as a gay man Mm -hmm. no uh Growing up in Arizona, it's definitely more conservative. My mom, we just went through a lot of different phases of, um, we tried out a lot of churches. Some years we were Christer, you know, Mm -hmm. Christmas and Easter. Some years it was like, we're hitting the youth group hard. It was mostly middle school and elementary school, but I was raised Christian, so no one ever outwardly said, like, gay's bad. I never had to listen through any Mm -hmm. really hard testimonies like that were like you're going to hell if you stick anything in your butt like I got lucky that way the big I I don't know you guys if you had this or not but the big thing especially in Arizona were hot topics for a hot summer and I heard three or four different sermons on abortion throughout my time in church really and I was like 12 I didn't even know what that was and this was in a youth group uh, so it would be like youth group, then you'd go to the main service after. Okay, so the main, it was in the main in service the main that service. they would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 90% of my Catholic schooling was like, abortion's bad, but we're not going to tell you how to get pregnant. So <laughs> right. I was like, literally, I went to Spring Awakening to high school, pretty much. Yeah. That was my experience. I thought you were going to say you did Spring Awakening. I was like, wait, how'd they get yeah. around that? <laughs> no, I mean, this is real. I... I used to pray outside of abortion clinics, and but I was also a musical, like obsessed with musical theater. Yeah. I would sing the entire soundtrack of Spring Awakening on the way to Indianapolis to pray outside of an abortion clinic. You're like, this is normal. Oh, this well, feels I, right. This <laughs> no, the thing, the thing was, I was like, well, it's because she had the abortion in the first place. She would, if she would have kept the baby, she wouldn't have died. Oh, no. Which, believe me, that's not how I feel now. <laughs> I understand. There's a lot more nuance to it. But like, yeah, smooth brain. It wasn't mental gymnastics. It was mental laying on the ground. Right. You just. What? accepted it and you're like it's art though it's different yeah. yeah did you go to like a denominational church like where you Methodist Presbyterian whatever or did y'all like just switch around yeah we always stayed with like a Christian church I think maybe we started out the Baptist and I think mm-hmm. after it was probably Lutheran mm-hmm. um we went to a lot of different churches I remember once we went to a brand new church in Arizona that was just starting out so they did all the services at an AMC theaters in the morning before it opened. Okay, I would have loved that. And so, <laughs> like, the youth one was in the theater where they were playing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets later. And I remember going in, I'm like, do we get to watch the movie? And they're like, no, Harry Potter's bad for you. Like, go have a seat. Because we were there at, like, 9 in the yeah. morning before the movie started. Um, we went to a big mega church for a while. Uh, I think part of the reason I kept going to church for so long, I was really enthusiastic about it. Uh was that was kind of my first intro to theater yeah like i was yeah, in church yeah. performances um i played melchior i had a solo in we three kings oh hell yeah i modeled my little solo after um, the ali and aj version of it Love from their that. acoustic hearts of christmas album <laughs> oh my god uh, and i was in a mega church christmas show where we did 30 performances which was basically slave labor like i did that not get paid lot. for it it yeah. took out my entire december 
but it was the biggest Christmas show in Arizona, so we had a live elephant <gasps> go on stage, Rosie. Um, Peta, if you're listening, maybe check on her. <laughs> I don't know. It's hot no. there. She was sweating. Uh, and then the tiger from Life of Pi, allegedly, or one of the models, was in the show, and they'd wheel a tiger out what? on stage. And so that was like the <laughs> Santa's toy shop part of it. Because I was like, those were not present. They like, were not camels, at the nativity. I get, but yeah. like, they were like, oh, not we at the nativity. <laughs> Whoa, that's intense. It was cool. And then, so they had all these animals and big show stopping things. And then they had a part where this really talented vocalist would sing my grown up Christmas list. Oh. And they'd have little vignettes of like, I'm a veteran, like, I just lost my benefits, or, like, a mom being like, yeah, daddy lost his job, so we can't get you gifts this year, and then, I don't know, like, an old widow. Is being there like, video evidence of this? I would, it's probably somewhere. I would really um, like yeah. to see this. And then at the end, they just, like, we can all go to church together. Like, that solves all our problems. <laughs> oh. And people are crying, like, so that... I never played one of those. I was like a shopkeeper. I was like the fun, goofy, mm-hmm. comedic parts. But mm-hmm. um, I loved that. I loved being in the productions, even though I was like, this is kind of weird. This is kind of manipulative. That's intense. Yeah, that, that's probably the highest production value you'll ever get to be a part of. I know. Like, like, Literally, that was get, my like, off-Broadway <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> beginning and end Same of my view. career. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would be into it then, too. I was into it for a lot less than that. Like, I sang in an eight-part harmonies, and I was like, sold. Yeah, like, this is a <laughs> this is handbells. I'm, I'm in handbells. <laughs> handbells. Do you have a handbell choir? No, we didn't. Okay, sounds like y'all were more high production. Yeah, value than even than a handbell choir. Handbell choir was the coolest parish in my diocese. Really? Oh yeah, and I was yeah. so jealous. I didn't get to go to clicky, a handbell. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was uh, handbells are very elitist. <laughs> you have to wear gloves. Oh yeah, I didn't even think the about bells. the gloves. Yeah. Did you guys have, okay, this is one of my most, like, marked religious moments where I was like, maybe we don't understand each other right. I was definitely coming to terms with my sexuality, but I remember in a youth group, they are like, what do you guys, like, what have you been struggling with this week? Like, what do you want us to pray for? And in my head, I'm like, well, I, I do love boys. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I can't say that around all the eighth grade boys. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember I being like, yeah, I'm fighting a lot with my sister lately and it doesn't make me feel good. And then we did the big prayer. My youth group leader was like, dear Lord, like, please help Carson with his anger issues. And I was like, okay, okay, you're, <laughs> you're taking that far. It's I don't her look like anger it. issues. Yeah. I'm just part of it. <laughs> I don't have anger issues. Please had a spot open up for an anger management class so Carson can participate. <laughs> yeah, we're sending Carson to eighth grade anger management. Oh my god. So you can live more in your life. And then some weeks, our youth, they just be like, you know, we're bored. We're not going to go to youth group. Don't tell management. But we'd all like pile in and escalate, not buckled up, and go to Cold Stone. Like, it was such a... Christians, yeah. they do Wait, have fun. They do I have fun, do I will have, say. I was in my only car accident ever as a child um, at, like, uh, vacation Bible school. And really? they were like, wow. oh, fuck, we have all these kids in the car. <laughs> and we were like, we were all fine, but, yeah, it was, like, daycare, but they would kind of, like, do camps, but it was really, like, it wasn't really... It was, like, they would pretend it was camp, but at the end of the day, it was daycare. My parents were paying for <laughs> It was, like, child care. It wasn't fun camp but yeah PR disaster yeah uh, either parent if you're listening like text me about that because I wonder if they even told you guys that because it was like I guarantee a 17 year old driving oh wow a bunch of children in the back of this van barely got their license Mm -hmm. I went to vacation bible school too and I remember them saying it was a privilege to go 
So, like, if you were disobeying your parents or, like, once my mom grounded us and she's like, you guys don't get to go to vacation Bible school today. And I remember seeing a flyer oh, yeah. being like, this is a privilege. If Like, feel free to take it away from your children. Like, <gasps> we respect that if they're not obeying you. Wow. And I, it worked. I was pissed. I was like, oh. But it's also I want to like go get snacks and yeah. sing hymns. Yeah, and... you want to you want to make Jesus play snacks. Yeah, you want to make like crosses out of um, celery. Celery and peanut butter is prayer that holds the glue. It's the glue that yeah. holds everyone together. Fruit rolls. Well, also that's good marketing on their part because that like even if you like if you didn't really like going, but then your mom was like, well, if you don't behave, you can't go. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, hmm. Maybe I do like going. Right. Yeah. Like, maybe I do want to go to that instead of watching TV all day. Wait, so you have siblings? There was an us there? Yes, I have two We have the younger... sister of yeah. the famous yes. argument. Yes, 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 yes. I have two little sisters. Uh, they're both three years younger than me. Um, and so, one's my stepsister. But oh, she's okay. been with us for so long. Got it, got it, got it. Why did you whisper twins as if that was like a dirty word? <laughs> Because I didn't want to be wrong, and then I was. <laughs> well, because I was like, I feel like if you have twin sisters, you're like, I have twin sisters. Yeah. Like, you would yeah. come out and say it. So I was like, is there beef between the twins? <laughs> they, twin I'm beef? Twins. Former twins. Former, Former twins. twins. Yeah, can you get estranged from your twin? I'm sure that's yeah, how you can absolutely get, you can get estranged yeah. from anybody you want. Also, like, if you have two twins and they both have the same, like, personality, sometimes that can be, like, a big, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, had, we had a twin expert over here. Twexpert? Twexpert. Because, like, there are some twins where they're very different and so they get along really well. Some twins are different and they don't get along. They, like, clash. Yeah. yeah. I weirdly feel like I know a lot of twins now that I'm saying it out loud. In my grade school, there was a lot of twins. There was at least one set per class and classes were 40 kids. Oh, wow. So there was, like, eight sets of twins at my grade school. We had a lot of fraternal twins. Not mm. really any identical or anything like that. But a I lot of always fraternal. wanted like a girl boy twin combo. I always felt like that was the move. That's yeah, the dream. That's yeah. the dream. Yeah. Like, there was a there was a boy girl twin combo at my school and they were also named Sam and Sid. My sister and I are Sam and Sid. And it was Samuel and Sydney. And she was like super tall and he was really short and she had like red hair and he looked like Greek. It was <laughs> so funny honestly they should they need a tv show i was in the disney channel yeah like is it was it was they were just so silly together yeah great character types or whatever a show i didn't watch because i was in college when it came out (laughs) yeah you didn't watch it no no (laughs) i actually have never watched it but i like see it all the like when you like see disney stars or whoever like talking about their past and they're like the alley and austin star and i'm like oh yeah because there's that one girl the one girl who sings now Ross Lynch, right? Ross Lynch was so... And Duff Cameron? Was she was... No, but she was Liv and Maddie. She was her own twin. Wow. That's a complex. That's a complex. We were just talking about... um, (laughs) But, oh my gosh, Ross Lynch, have you guys seen that video of him singing? In Canada? No, I don't know He's like a Canadian cowboy. I'm really Um, He's hot now. He's hot. He's hot now. He played Jeffrey Dahmer in a movie, which was a little scary. Yeah. Alongside Alex Wolf, I think. That's where I first, that's where he came on my radar, was like, oh, you're playing a gay serial killer. Wow, Disney's near past. Oh, well, sorry that we keep totally. (laughs) No, we just have a lot to discuss. Yeah, I feel like we just, we have like the same pop culture references. You're here with the pop culture expert, really. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse of uh, having all this pop culture knowledge yeah and i worked at a movie theater for six years so you remember everything high school through college yeah so i remember everything mm-hmm. like a random 2010 movie um i saw all the gods not dead just because 
it was free, and I was like, why not? Wait, what that had wide distribution. Them? They had wider, wide enough distribution. Wide enough distribution yeah. for me to see it. You want to um, speak on those? You know, no, they're there. <laughs> that song at the end's kind of a banger. I'm glad they kept in every credit. I just remember I was more interested in like the C, B, whatever list actresses they'd get. Like most of Joan Hart was in one. I was like, Sabrina, wow. look yeah. at you now. She's sort of like Hallmark star, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember Holiday in Handcuffs? Do you remember that one where yes. she like kidnaps a guy because her hair looks bad? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, and it's Mario Lopez. She could it's do that Mario to some Lopez. guy. It's Mario yeah. Lopez. Wow. I love that. And I think they got a sequel too. I don't know how she <laughs> cuffed him again, <laughs> but. Well, I feel like this is a this is a transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If any, we'd love to hear what made you sad, uh, or what makes you sad. What currently. makes me sad? Yeah. I had, you know, it's like easy to joke about it, but I did have a hard childhood. Uh, I was the oldest, and I lost like my dad. I lost one of my stepdads too. So, like the air leaves the room. <laughs> no, it it's like a lot of stuff happened to me as a kid. So I remember specifically like after that happening talking to my mom and like my mom was hurting a lot my sisters were hurting a lot and I was like I just want to take everyone's sadness and feel it for them so they don't feel it and my mom like turned to me and she's like who do you think you are Jesus (laughs) (laughs) she like burst my little bubble (laughs) and I was like you make a good point there but there's like a lot just living through trauma and having that that comes up in weird ways um and also being gay like I said I never really felt like I had a religious experience where they were very against it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure I talked about the Taylor Swift concert at youth group, and they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. So, the like, a past definitely makes me sad. Um, and I think just kind of navigating who I am since through that. I know, you, I'm sure you guys too, you have, like, your past selves and your younger selves and how religion seemed like such a big guiding factor, mm-hmm. and then you grow up you're out on your own you're in a city like new york and the things that you thought you could prescribe to for guidance just aren't they don't feel as secure or rock solid anymore so i think that in navigating how i want to fit religion and spirituality in my life has been a big journey for me that i'm still on um global warming that makes me sad Mm -hmm. taylor swift and her private jet guys you need to use metal straws so she can keep taking her <laughs> okay. she's got to get where she's going she's got to get where she's going so we need to help her get there yeah um yeah i, I don't think of myself as a sad person all the time <laughs> but especially in comedy that everyone who's in comedy has a sad story i've come to realize yes None of us, yeah. yeah when i i took a class through the comedy cellar and that's how i started doing stand-up and it was literally i was just like in a bad place and i was just like i need something to like get out of it like I literally was like I like writing I like standing up in front of people I need to do something (laughs) and I need something that's like my thing and I'd never like thought I was going to keep doing it but I remember my teacher um Veronica Mosey who's great she was like talking about um somebody said something like I've been in therapy this thing is happening like everyone had like a reason they were there and she goes you know what everybody raise your hand who's in therapy and every single person (laughs) raised their hand and she goes yeah you don't do this kind of thing if you're not a little deviant right I was like oh my gosh nobody's ever called me deviant before (laughs) like what but I just I really remember being like yeah I'm not even sure I recognized that like I needed to do it because I was sad but I was like there's just a place where you're like I need to express myself Mm -hmm. and I don't really have a way to do that and this is like 
maybe not a good way to do it, but it's a way to, like, control your own narrative, which I think is interesting. Yeah, definitely control your own narrative. And it, it is kind of, I don't know if I want to make this parallel, but I'm going to make it, like, you know, you go to confession, whatever, there's judgment there, but when you're a stand-up, yeah, you're confessing things to strangers or other comedians, mm-hmm. but it's not judgment, if anything, you know, people be like, oh, wow, that's crazy, and laugh at it, mm-hmm. you know, and even if it's a little along the truth or exaggerated, like, there's definitely truth to everything I say, and I'm sure everything you guys perform as well, and that's cathartic to be like, yeah, it's really, I did this really bad thing, or like, mm-hmm. I got too drunk this night, and have mm-hmm. people laugh with you instead of being like, oh, this was definitely something that was born out of a situation that I beat myself up on and now I can make light of it yeah. Mm-hmm. like cool yeah I think it's like well and I feel like everybody has those things that they don't really want to talk about on stage and it's like I like to think that like someday I'll get to that point mm-hmm. but it's also like to be able to take something that really did make you feel very sad for a long time and then be like I can laugh about it now and when when like every single time somebody else laughs at it I'm like yeah, <laughs> like, that was kind of bad. Like, that thing did make me feel weird for a long time. And so I feel like it's an interesting way to, like, you know, express yourself. Yeah, and work through same, things. Same vibes as confession, I imagine. Never never did that as no. a Catholic, but always sounded nice. Okay, we've talked about before, confession is the weirdest vibe, especially... Like, I talk about all the time, confessionals are not really a thing. It's always face-to-face. Like, oh. confessionals in media, it's it's, pro- it's propaganda. Um, there's no little closet you get no to go into. There's no little closet, and that's obviously the best part. Yeah. Um, so it would often be face-to-face with someone who, like, was literally friends with your mom. Like, that was my experience. So, confession was cathartic, but, like, I never really got anything out of it. I would, like, kind of do my own thing with it. I'm like, I know that I don't, like, I'm not really safe to even tell this person this Mm -hmm, thing, mm -hmm. but I do feel really bad about it, and the thing is, at the end of confession, they say a little prayer over you, and they're like, for anything spoken and unspoken. So, even if you don't say it, technically you're being forgiven for it, so that would always make me feel better. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Although they highly discouraged against it. They're like, we understand there's a loophole. <laughs> we understand there's a loophole, but you should not be participating in that loophole because the real thing is you just be really, really, if you're really remorseful for it and blah, 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 blah. Um, but. You will admit it. Yeah. In you, front of your mom's friend. In front of, in front of the guy <laughs> who's who was. going to tell you everything. Yeah, in front of the guy who was chain smoking outside the, your house <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, actually, I, that guy, the chain smoker, um, he's no longer with us, sadly, so oh, don't smoke no. kids. Um. Anyway, that was sad. Yeah, yeah, no, I think chain smokers. Chain he lives smokers. on through the chain smokers. Through the chain smokers. Yeah. Going to space. Um, did we all hear about the chain smokers going to space? No. No, they're going to space. They um, well, they're gonna get in this like helium balloon and use up like all of the Earth's resources for helium and perform a concert in space, so they can be like the first band in space. Um, but going back to, I think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, when you're not with your family that was like raised religious, or like, and then you move to a new city, and like your spirituality is all your own, mm-hmm. and you have to come to terms with like what it really means to you. I think that if it can make you happy, it can make you sad. But that's something that like, especially being in New York, like, unfortunately, it's a godless place. It is a godless. It's city. a godless place, and it's a place where if you. Like, if you want to have an honest conversation about religion, like, it's kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, even just doing this podcast, I feel like everyone's in a different place of, like, 
and I mean, we say we're not here to bash, we're just here to bond. Obviously, there's some bashing happening. <laughs> but, like, I think that everybody's, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not even sure what I'm, what place I'm in with religion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking about it every week is certainly, like, stirring up a lot of stuff. But it's, like, I don't, like, I don't know. For a long time, I was, like, I had friends who went to church. And then once I was kind of, like, that church doesn't do it for me, I was, like, well, I can't talk about religion with anyone else. Right. Like, I'm not going to go to work and say it to somebody because they're going to be, like, okay, so obviously you're a Trump supporter. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just so much, like, loaded baggage with religion that I feel like I've gotten to a point where I just don't talk about it unless it seems like a safe Unless you're thing. on yeah, your yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, literally. So. I know, even, like, dating... Unless it's very public. Unless it's as public yeah. as possible, yeah. I don't talk about stage, it. Unless on stage, we're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Dating in New York, even, like, trying to meet other gay men, it's, like, on hinge if you have your religion as, like, spiritual... Yeah. That's a, that's, they're like, okay, so did you vote for Trump? I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. Like, it is a loaded thing that you don't necessarily for see it being in other yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, then, like, do I list myself as Catholic? Because then, like, maybe you're clued into some of my, like, trauma and, like, where yeah. I'm at in life, or not, and then, like, it comes out later, or, like, do, am I, when I see Catholic, and, like, I immediately turned off to them, I, like, I just need some guy that, like, went to Notre Dame, but didn't like it that much. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> like, that is kind of where I am. I'm, like, wh- like, what am I even looking for in a partner with their, with their religion? Mm-hmm. Like, because um, also, like, I don't think I'm interested in, like, really unpacking it and going through it with somebody else. Like, I have so much of my own stuff to get through that, like, it's hard to, take on someone else's baggage yeah right so but also like i'm not opposed to that i don't know so yeah but i am single that's really the point of this (laughs) listen i can think of somebody we know that went to notre dame who wasn't that into it who i think is very cute and if somebody wants to date him let me know (laughs) sure the person that i I, I, sure we literally have this friend who like i think is like so disturbed by how obsessed with him i am because i just think he's like the best person in the world and also i think he's a lot like me but like a boy and I'll probably delete all of this from the pod. Anyway. Okay, you know what? Yeah, float that out there. Float that around to our friends, see what happens. Yeah, did we all not unpack anymore? I think... Are, th- are we all unpacked? Or are, all of your, are you, like, putting your stuff in drawers now? Yeah, I I don't know, but this is just one thing I thought of was, mm-hmm. like, I think when it's come to dating other people and you talk about, like, do you want their trauma or not, I've either gotten two responses where, like, talking about spirituality on a date where a guy's like, haha, man in the clouds, like, loser. Mm-hmm. Or guys are, like... They like to be agnostic. They're like, I believe in something. I just don't know what. Mm-hmm, or like, yeah. I think that's all a little far fetched. But what I will say, this is gonna be the raunchiest thing I say. Males have prostates in our anus. Do you think that just got there by accident? You know, <laughs> okay. If God really hated gay people, we would not have that. It would like burn or blister or something. Listen, I was taught <laughs> that God created everybody the way that they were created, yeah. and like. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that the, like, core message I was being taught was always backed up by people's other beliefs, but I choose (laughs) to believe the core of it. I'm like, Jesus loved everybody, everybody was created the way that they were created for a reason, and that's that. And sometimes we get ice cream. Yeah. Sometimes you go to Goldstone. (laughs) Yeah. And God loves everybody. (laughs) That was actually, yeah, I I guess just to, um, her submission to the Good Girl Glossary was Froyo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Like, eating yeah. eating Froyo on a Friday night, and we're all like, yes, uh, yes, 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 absolutely. Well, speaking of. Speaking of. Would you like to submit something to the Good Girl Glossary? Yes. Okay. I think... 
this might be more of a West Coast thing, so I'm glad to bring a little um, Southern, Southwest into the Good Girl Glossary. <laughs> yeah, please do. But my submission is going on hikes. Mm. That was a big thing our church would do, and it would be hot. We'd all have, like, three water bottles. But he's like, you Oh, I thought you meant sexy. Oh, <laughs> maybe a <laughs> little like, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty youth group leader. <laughs> but that was a big thing was, like, to connect with God and nature. You'd mm-hmm. go on hikes, and you'd go up to the top and, like, pray and then eat a chewy bar and, like, <laughs> hike down. We have a lot of mountains in Arizona, so going on hikes was a big youth group thing. And then uh-huh. also, if you wanted to... Um, like if you're a suitor trying to like do something nice and family friendly with a, a girl or gal you would go on a hike so it'd be like oh my gosh she and him went on a hike together like mm-hmm. oh yeah they went after group like they went on a sunset hike it was like a okay, double on yes. yeah. yeah so you do it with with church and it also would be like a a dating thing like they went on a hike together wow like, it's getting serious okay that's really interesting because a i feel like the nature Aspect. We've talked about this since sister went on like this weird <laughs> desert, <laughs> desert retreat with just nuns. Yeah. But like I, we went to like the beach and we would get up and watch the sunset and journal. And like I feel like the nature God link is like strong because I mean it makes sense because it's like, you know, who created all of this? Right. It's very pretty. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a natural connection. But I also, when I was in college, people would go for walks. Like that was kind of like, let's get Froyo and go for a walk. And that was, like, the Christian way to ask somebody out, which I feel like the same vibe as going for a hike. We just didn't have mountains. Yeah. You, the hillless mm-hmm. courting, but... That's interesting. That was a big going for a hike. It's also, like, when you think about it, that's a good date. Like, it that's is a good, good date. activity. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you talk the whole time. You might have to struggle a little bit. Trauma bond. As Sorry. Like, you're dates. sliding down a rock. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking you get, a stroll. Like, you get, you you get a 127-hour yeah. perfect date. Perfect you have date. to cut your arm out of... Anyway, I absolutely accept hiking into the Good Girl Bossery. I wait, wait, what do we think the phrase is? Is it going on a hike? Like, what is... Yeah. yeah. Maybe in, like, quotation marks, going on going a on hike. hike. Uh-huh. Going, going on, on a hike. hike. I second the nomination. <laughs> I think we're in. I think we're in. Congratulations yeah. on the Good Girl Bossery. Did you want to do a second one? We can cut it out if you don't want to. Um, may, okay. Can I form it as a suggestion? Yes. We keep it or not? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I think another good addition to the glossary would be after church pizza. Mm. Because after service, it was always a big thing. Like, you'd either go with your youth group or, like, your family. The 530 service? Yeah. Uh, we oh. had, it was like a te- we had a 1030, so we were out by, like, 11 or noon. Oh, okay, okay. And so you'd go to the pizza parlor after, and that was a big thing. And I, my mom got mad at me because I would always not eat breakfast because we'd wake up late and go to church. And the whole service, I'd be thinking about getting pizza. Which would be like, what did you take away? And I was like, nothing. I was just it hungry. Was pizza. And then we started going to a Christian church where they did communion. And that was great because I was like, okay, a little snack. A little, like, a I little could snack. focus on it. But I think pizza was always a big part of youth group or like mm-hmm. young life because they always had pizza there. Yeah, it was the craziest kids. Yeah, a lock-in. Yeah. Yo, a lock-in. Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Papa John's. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely second that. I second it, especially the, the association of eating pizza in a, like a basement, a church basement. Yeah, is yeah. very visceral. I was, I was literally thinking pizza on the gym floor. Like that's oh, where, 100%. that's where we would have youth group is like mm-hmm. the gym, and and then we go up upstairs for the serious part. But we would like sit on the gym floor and eat our pizza. 
Yeah, so. yeah, I third it. All right, so pizza yeah. parlors. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Well, pizza party. I feel pizza like pizza party. Pizza. Party. pizza. Should, we, should, you, should you wait until I'm <laughs> three, two, one? Pizza, pizza parties. <laughs> well, honestly, yes. nothing, nothing makes me feel like God is real. Like eating a delicious piece of pizza. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Right. I connect to my spirituality. Right where the Holy boys Spirit. have ran their dirty feet on, just picking <laughs> yes. it right off there and throwing it in your mouth. Well, exactly. it's um, it's actually it's representative of the Holy Trinity, right? It's crust, <laughs> it's, it's crust sauce, and cheese. Jeez, oh my gosh. Oh my god. Father, Son, and crust <laughs> and cheese. Is, is pizza the body of Christ? I I swear. Now that I'm saying this, I've heard this analogy before. It's like individually they're all good, but together the Holy Trinity <laughs> comes together. And becomes an uh, like an undeniably, it's unified. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wait, we've done that with Oreos before. Oh my god, this just unlocked <laughs> something. And I'll go fast. Yeah, right. Listeners, right in with your like, <laughs> right. We're just coming with your favorite Trinity analogy. Food, holy Trinity. <laughs> we always have had this analogy that people did at camp, where like you took, you gave everybody an Oreo, and so you were like, ah, an Oreo. <laughs> it was just, like, the most exciting thing. And you would have to split it apart, and they would be like, okay, now eat like the side without cream on it and you would eat that and then you would eat like just the cream yes and then you would get to eat the whole oreo and you would talk about how like different it actually was less god focused and it was more like different types of people come together to like create something amazing so when we work together it's better than when we're apart so it wasn't actually that god focused it was more like friendship community i feel like all those analogies like you can use them different ways. You can like, make anything up. Any food can relate to virginity. I'll tell you that. <laughs> any food can relate to virginity. Once your cheese is melted, there's no unmelting your cheese. Yeah. Okay, but why would you want it unmelted? That's the question. But you have to wait for it to melt at the right time, I think. I guess so. That's fair. You gotta get married and then <laughs> <laughs> your cheese can get melted. You're gonna own a broiler with your husband and you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna make a pizza pie. <laughs> Incredible. I also feel like any any food can be made Christian, absolutely. Um, and there's a there's a Christian chain of whatever you think. Like there's the your Christian froyo chain, yeah. um, all of um, these Christian coffee shops. Yeah, Zaxby's. Christian coffee. Zaxby's has Bible quotes like everywhere. Oh yes, and they don't. I don't know. I don't know their vibe, but they don't get the flack that Chick Fil A gets. In and Out has Bible verses yes. under their cups under their too. cups the secret it's a secret the the christianity of california is like Strong. i've never been to california so, so it's like <laughs> i think i always just kind of was like californians are like so chill and like i th- somebody on the bachelor was like from la and i was like so she must be like super chill and then i found out that she was like so religious like i'd been on like a religious college like a bible college reality show vibes. oh wow and i was like that is a world that I need to explore. We need well, the to thing see about more. California is it's extremely politically diverse. What they can all agree on in California is there's no water there, <laughs> <laughs> and they they and they just take turns blaming whose fault the water is. Um, but if you, there's one one message you can take away from the billboards in California, it's that there's no water. Um, yeah, but they just water. argue whose fault it is. Maybe they should pray harder. Yes. <laughs> You know, if Jesus comes back, it's probably his first priority mm-hmm. is making sure there's water in California water. so they can keep growing those almonds. Okay, yeah. now I'm just being, like, <laughs> I should be done. I'm done. Wrap okay, me up. well, as I'm drinking my iced coffee with almond milk, this is a good time to <laughs> transition into our game that was tailor-made. Oh, my God. For you, Carson. Um, wait, do you want to give 
a little bit. I knew you kind of already spoke on your Taylor Swift credentials. Is there anything else you would like to say, like a special event that you maybe got invited to? Yeah, I'm a Taylor Swift super fan. <laughs> it's just anything you can think of, I probably know. Um, this is actually a, a new to the pod story. Mm-hmm. You guys don't know this. When I was in elementary school, we've established I was a nerd, mm-hmm. very into entertainment. So I made music videos on my little digital camera to some of Taylor Swift's songs. And I burned them on a DVD and I sent it to her. (gasps) And she wrote me a letter back. Oh my god. Like a handwritten letter. Like, Carson, you're so cute and adorable and creative. Like, I hope to meet you soon. Like, love, Taylor. Is that when you were like, I have to go into a creative industry because Taylor Swift said like Taylor Swift sees something in me. The videos were so bad. So do you bad. have any video evidence of them still? I do. It? Maybe I'll send you guys a clip. It, it, <laughs> also, it was like a gay red flag because it's me <laughs> lip syncing her songs, but I was like, yeah. it's fine. It's... Her, her feelings are unisex. So that's kind of where it started. And then I went to, I got invited to her all too well short film premiere in the city. So did you November. get to meet her? No. Okay. I saw them. That's what I keep saying. She made a promise to meet me right. years ago. It hasn't happened yet, so... But you've been in her presence multiple times. I've been in her presence, yes. yeah. Yeah. And that was amazing. That's so cool. Okay. I, I have one friend who's met her at the George Strait concert, where she was the opener of the opener. Oh, yeah. And not actually the friend who gave me the album, but that doesn't matter. And, but this friend went backstage, and like people were really into like heavy, heavy mascara, where I'm from. And it was that moment in time. She went back and met Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift said oh my god, you have the best eyelashes. And she was like, that is the highest compliment you can ever give. And she does. She has really good eyelashes. Like, they look like fake eyelashes. Astral project. Uh, like, yeah. That's the highest compliment in the early odds, too. I would have like, just given up with that. Like, that's, you, that's the peak. You hold on to that forever. Yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. Okay, so the name of the game is... So I wanna know what's the name of the game? Taylor Swift the game from the Vault Taylor's version. Oh, I love it. Already. <laughs> um, and basically, this is only from Taylor Swift's self-titled album and her Christmas album. Okay. We're going to read you a lyric and you're going to tell us what, a religiously themed lyric and you're going to tell us which song it's from. Okay. This was originally going to be like her whole um, repertoire. Discogra- discography. Discography, yes. But then Uh there was too much, so we were like, we'll just have to play this game 800 times. Times. We'll just go through album by album. And then go back for Taylor's version and do it again. We could do one probably just for All Too Well. We do a 10 minute, like, okay, and at what minute and second is this that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. And thanking God that you weren't here to see me like that. What song is that from? Uh, Tim McGraw. Yes. Yes. Good job. Um, this one is a little bit of a um, softball, so if we want, we can all just sing it together. And when I got home, for I said, Amen, asking God if he could play it again. Yeah, my mom loved that because she was like, Oh, Taylor's religious. Mm-hmm. Like, from yes. the first album, she's like, She asked God. <laughs> Even though she Rio didn't say no, <laughs> Lamming the door. Real slow. <laughs> well, also, okay, I'm like really not to just totally go off the rails again, but I'm really interested to see when she redoes this album because so much of it to me is that twang. And then it's like, when she redoes it, like she obviously now is like, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. I do not have that accent. (laughs) And so I'm like, like the, to play it again. Like that is like part of the song. Just another picture to burn, burn, burn. 
Exactly. <laughs> baby bird. Yeah. That dog's gonna be a whole thing when she redoes the slut shaming one. That's gonna be a whole yeah. thing. But yeah. She's got her London boyfriend, and she's gonna be singing about rednecks and pickup trucks. <laughs> Literally, I love it. In her Burberry trench coat. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna say. Um, I mean, okay, so that one was. Our song. Our song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Technically, this is not from one of the albums we mentioned. Um, oh, I thought it was from the. No. This, oh. This, this is a different one. Okay. Oh, baby, baby, Merry Christmas. Oh, uh, Christmas tree farm. farm. Yeah. <laughs> In my heart, there's yeah, a Christmas tree farm. Christmas tree farm was just this like is a, a Christmas episode. Like she just like, like, sent it out a couple years ago and was like, "Here's the song I wrote." <laughs> it, was, it was like not connected to anything. Christmas tree farm is the exact feeling of wearing a glittery lip gloss that is themed to snow. Does that make sense? Yes. Or like Macy's Buys storefront window. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like the iced sugar um, lip smackers. Yes. Or roll-on body glitter from yeah. Bath and Body Works that you're wearing, in, like a, with a Vanessa Hudgens style from the opening of High School Musical on New Year's Eve. Little Karaoke outfit. night. Karaoke yeah. night, and you're rolling the body glitter on to wear to your New Year's Eve party, but it's actually in the basement, um, and it's it's not that fun. Maybe your friend's house. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, an experience everyone can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> word for word. Well, okay, Christmas Tree Farm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, she probably released that song because she knew all too well is, like, shading um, Jake Gyllenhaal for growing up rich and, like, you know, being from, like, this, like, prissy place and stuff, and she needed to, like, establish her roots as being from a farm. Reaffirm. Even though... Yeah. We've She's a rich farmer. <laughs> We've farm. seen her house. Rich <laughs> farmer. Rich farmer. They had a lot of Christmas trees. <laughs> we own this Christmas tree farm. We make a lot of money. I have horses and goats. <laughs> yeah. And my dad's an investment banker. <laughs> <laughs> the, the farm is actually a side job. We kind of do it for aesthetics. Otherwise, we would be rich without the farm. <laughs> right. My dad bought stock from my label. <laughs> so and I now he runs a private jet. Yeah. We don't this actually is. sell the trees, it's just all for us. <laughs> it's so we have enough trees to put around our giant mansion. Wow. Uh, okay, next. We could be a beautiful miracle, unbelievable, instead of just... Invisible. 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 Do you think she's thinking about God there? Um, th- so we are, we, we pulled most of the these from... The Holy Spirit. <laughs> we pulled most of these from a Tumblr post that was like all of the times... Taylor mentions X, Y, or Z, and one of them is, like, religion and spirituality, and one of them is pride, and half of the album just says, no mention, no, no mention, mention, no mention, and then it's, like, and then it's lover, and it's, it's like, all mention. pride. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift and Scars. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's Tumblr, <laughs> I hope She okay. does talk about Scars a lot. Scars and, and Echoes. Really nice. yeah. Echoes, she has a whole one. Late Nights. Um, dealing? Huh. Like, like, who I'm dealing with, bad deal. Oh. But it's only in two songs. Well, obviously, two albums, that so. is inspired by her father, who was selling <laughs> companies. <laughs> <laughs> We're wheeling and dealing, baby. Okay, you're next. Okay. Um, what would happen if God never let it snow? What would happen if Christmas carols told a lie? Oh, yeah. Um, Christmas must be something more. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought this was like the Pete Christmas song. I was Me like, too. so true. Like, we need to get commercial. Put God back in Christmas. <laughs> like, in like eighth grade, I was like, this is so true. I <laughs> listened to it for the first time today and I was texting back. I was like, this song is great. Like, the lyrics <laughs> are so, like, 
no red cups at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so... It's very heavy-handed. The birthday boy who saved it. our life. Like, wh- okay, all right, <laughs> go off. I'm going to switch this so we don't end on it that way. Okay. Um, so, speaking of, so here's to Jesus Christ who saved our lives. Wait, did oh, she yeah. say Jesus Christ in the song? Or not so, just the birthday boy? There, It's two different verses. Oh. She says one once and the other one another time. Yeah, oh. I think she does, like, her classic change the last lines of yeah, the chorus yeah, yeah. Yes. at the end. Christmas must be something more, yeah. So and here's, here's to the birthday more, yeah. boy who saved our lives was my away message and then Facebook status for probably 10 straight years. Like, <laughs> probably into college. <laughs> I was still doing that. Because I was like, this is the most creative thing I've ever heard. And then I listened to a podcast where they were, have you listened to every single album, Taylor Swift? Is that a podcast? No. Yeah, you I should listen it. to okay. it. So it's, um, is... Nora Princiati, and I'm like, I've listened to so many episodes now that I know everything about them, but basically she's a reporter who, like, loves Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. she's, like, you know, our age, and then she it does it with this guy, Nathan Hubbard, who was, like, the, and I'm totally gonna get his job wrong, but he was, like, the CEO of Ticketmaster or something, like, he, or okay. Live Nation or something, Very like, he connected. was, like, and he's a musician, and he's, like, met Taylor Swift, like, many, like, like several times, and, like, got to hear her album early and stuff like that, like, he's, like, industry, and mm-hmm. she's super fan and they review all of her albums and it's like I don't know it just like listening to her because she's like maybe a year younger than me and she talks about like being in middle school and this song coming out and stuff um but they trashed that song (laughs) and I was like okay some of you don't have the experience of being a little Christian girl in the south who's like here's to the birthday boy who saved her life like first of all that roots us in the meaning of Christmas (laughs) Jesus is the reason for this season (laughs) yes oh my god it meant everything to me it's very Hobby Lobby Christmas sign it's very Hobby Lobby Christmas sign Hobby Lobby which probably hates Taylor Swift now probably yes yeah, probably. Sad. Sad. Okay, so the last one is um, begging for forgiveness at my feet. Uh, should have said no. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was like, this is. I have to get these right. This is my credit on the line. I know. Line. Becca was like, "Do you think we should give him options?" And I was like, "I don't think we can. I think that's offensive to him. That's true. <laughs> it's offensive to Carson to give him options." Also, focusing on one album makes it a little bit bo- yes, yeah. a little bit easier. She does. I mean, she has a motif. She has really many motifs, does. So, do you think God's the invisible string? <gasps> Tie in That's her a to good you? theory. All the, okay, so there's like all the, God. There's all the Taylor Swift theories. It's me just being like every song's about religion, and here's why. <laughs> I mean, crumbled up piece of paper lie in here. See, it's either I, Becca accidentally didn't use an ethical version. Um, and she got I, absolutely I obliterated. I, oh, my no. friend just sent me, without any context, my friend sent me the All Too Well extended version before it came out, and I posted a TikTok about it, and it was about, like, the TikTok was, like, everybody's, like, how am I going to relate to this album? And I'm, like, the whole thing of Taylor Swift is, like, you can go back to, like, you know, being 16 and being so pissed at your boyfriend for, like, cheating on you or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what Taylor Swift does, is she, like, transports you to these experiences that you either had a million years ago and you forgot you were mad about, or, like, you've never had, but, like, you can picture. And, anyway, it was, like, funnier than that, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I I was like, I don't remember being this deep. (laughs) Like, it was basically, like... (laughs) It was, like, you don't have to have the experience to experience it. And, anyway... The caption was just listen to all too well and like I'm dying and all of the comments were like First of all a lot of people like it went viral and everybody was like wow totally I love this and then one girl was like 
wow, Taylor, like, listening to a leaked version, like, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I was, like, it was so, I was, like, literally trying to do damage control. And <laughs> Chris texted me and was, like, stop. Like, he was, like, this is really good for you. Like, you're getting a lot of action on here. And I was, like, but my favorite person <laughs> is looking at TikToks right now and she's going to see mine and everybody's being mean to me. And I literally, I, I felt, so, I literally felt horrible. Like, I didn't, like, speak for, like, a day. And my sister was, like, what is wrong with you? And I was, like, the are mad at me and all I want is, like, to be loved. I just like oh my god it was I need a support group with you and Nikki Glazer because she did yes. this she made yes. a joke about Taylor's girl gang but she's like a huge Taylor Swift wait have ad. you been cancelled no I, not in the Swiftydom okay yet. we'll see it yeah. m- my day might come well listen I mean not to say that Taylor Swift is God but <laughs> <laughs> I do think that in the same way that Jesus needs, needs to reign in his followers I think that Taylor <laughs> needs to reign in her followers so, I we don't know when that's, gonna happen, <laughs> when that's going to happen, but they need to step in and they need to do something about their toxic followers. <laughs> um, well, speaking of um, TikTok and things, the last thing we do here is we pass the plate, the offertory plate. Is there anything you would like to plug, Carson? Yes, you can follow me on uh, TikTok and Twitter and Instagram at Carson Molnarek. I'm going to... Sp- spell it out mm-hmm. because of my name uh c-a-r-s-o-n-m-l-n-a-r-i-k um lots of gay content lots of swifty content some religious trauma here and there so it's a good time it's a party it's a party yeah and also when dates for your upcoming shows are yes you can find all that there find it at me on social at me <laughs> on that, social media <laughs> yes you can find more information about two gays one mic and our upcoming shows on my social media accounts as well when's your next show do you have one scheduled yes we're gonna be at club coming on friday september 30th uh with dylan adler dylan. who we love yeah uh, Bailey Pope, Ann Stesney, and Catherine Gorham. So it's going to be a great time. That's a fun lineup. We'll probably be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't see why we wouldn't. Good <laughs> Girls Gone Sad and Two Girls... Two, two Girls One Two Girls One Sad. Two Girls One Sad. Two Girls One Sad. Did we talk about making communal merch? Yeah. We yeah. Yes. Be, be nice and people will like you. Be nice okay. and people will like you. Honestly, that's like the type of shirt that would go viral. Like, that's like the type yes. of shirt that everyone yeah. would wear. Mm-hmm. I used to have a saying when I was in high school, too late for dumb catchphrases like this. If someone said something, I'd go, put that on a t-shirt and see how it sells. <laughs> and I would say it like an old-timey businessman, and I thought it was so clever. So that's me saying, we'll put that on a t-shirt and see how it sells. I love it. I, I can't wait to We're going to literally do that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, what would you I like to it. plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson. You can also follow me on TikTok and Twitter at the real underscore Becca, and you can add me on LinkedIn. I am in advertising, so hit me up. <laughs> yes, um, you can follow me Sid King at Sid Period the Period King on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter, but I don't know why you would. Um, but do follow me on Letterboxd. What did I watch this week? Oh, last night I watched Lilo and Stitch, High School Musical, and High School Musical Two. Um, and I also watched On the Count of Three, which is a little bit more deeper and intense. So if anyone wants to talk about those things, let me know. And, um, nope, I have nothing else to say besides 
absolutely follow our good friend Luke Lima at mm-hmm. skip to my Luke underscore. Thank you. Thank to him. Thanks to him for <laughs> our wonderful him. intro and outro music. And um, as always, if you leave a little review on Apple Podcasts and you send us a little screenshot, we will mail you a sticker. Um, or if you don't want to give us your address, um, we can email you it and you can print it out and cut it out and st- tape it onto something if you want to do that. Craft project. Craft, <laughs> you can, like a VBS um, yes, style VBS craft, craft, yeah. craft project. Um, and other than that, the only thing left to say is, oh, um, Jesus geez. wouldn't call people whores on the internet. Right. <laughs> I always forget that, like, that is, it's from my TikTok, and then you look at me, and I'm like, what's the line? What's the line? What's the line? Yes, Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet, and neither should you. Neither should you. So, thank you to Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. and For God. That, and that is the invisible string that ties the three of us together. That's so true. We love, love it. it. Is God vis-a-vis Taylor? Awesome. Okay, thank you, Carson. Thank you so thank much. You guys. This was so much fun. This was an absolute blast. It was very fun. Too fun, almost. It's, it's a sin. It's been, <laughs> this has been a long episode, but we hope you like it. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. Okay.